that's what this podcast is all about. Finding my that's way. That's true. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Um, this week's episode of Also Also is going to be Sour by Olivia Rodrigo slash. It's oh called God. Driving Drive Home, home to, to You. you. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible guys with titles, but um, the movie for the making of Sour. I'm Mara. She's Lainey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we'll start at the beginning of we're going to go in order of the songs on the movie because that's what we decided <laughs> two seconds ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So the obviously the movie starts off with her like she plans this big road trip from Salt Lake to L.A. And first of all, I love the idea of road trips. Obviously, it's a classic. But I never wanted to do a solo road trip until I watched this movie. And then I was like, the drama that comes with doing a road <laughs> trip drama. by yourself. Like, just the angst of it all. I could really fuck with that. For sure. I would be into it. Um, also, the first note I made was just, what a Pisces. Because <laughs> she's a Pisces queen and I love her. But That's funny. Because the first note I made. Because she's talking about how... She said, I was just about to graduate high school and I moved out of my parents and I was living on my own. And I was like, why does this <laughs> child not live with her parents? Okay, but probably because she's filming a lot of the time and she's constantly going back and forth from places. Like, I just feel like it in that sort of area, like in that sort of business, it's easier to move out a lot younger I'm, because you're already having to be independent. I'm not saying... That I can't look at it logically and make that leap. I'm just saying when I originally hear a teenager who says, I'm not even out of high school yet. I don't live with my parents, though. I have my own apartment. I struggle to have my own apartment. That's true. I do struggle to have my own apartment. I don't know what's going to happen when I have to live by myself. She was right, guys. It is brutal out here. Fact. (laughs) Anyway. um, So... The song starts off with Happier, Happier, which, not the song, the movie, (laughs) Jesus, starts off with Happier, Happier, which I did not realize. It's just happier. Because it's jealousy, jealousy. (laughs) What's wrong with me? I don't know. Anyway, so the movie starts off, the movie starts off with Happier, and I didn't realize that that song had already come out, that like she had posted a bit of that on social media before making the album. I just, I knew about driver's license, but I didn't know about happier. Um, so now I know that a part of it was in the movie, but I kind of want to go find it and watch it because I love that song and I'm curious. Um, but also, I just want to say, I thought that the lyrics were, I thought my, in the beginning, it's, oh, I thought my heart was detached and I thought it was, I thought my heart was attached. Yes. Yeah. I, it real threw me. She said detached loop. so clearly and I went, huh? And this is going to be a podcast on how Mara always messes up the lyrics <laughs> and songs because she can't hear things correctly. Everyone Sometimes does. I correct myself later after I find things out. Other times I do not. I like my version better and I'll stick with it. Anyway, um, I 
Forgot everything I was going to say. Oh, it's I'm all sorry. gone. I'm There's sorry. There's not a single thought in my mind. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. It's just like sweeping cobwebs up there right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that face like that. I'm trying to just figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that, okay, I went into this movie not having real, really any idea of what was happening, like, because I feel like when you watch documentary type movies on an artist and like the making of an album or like the making of their career, you never really know what's going to happen. Like a lot of it sometimes is just them talking and then a lot of it sometimes is just like concert blips. So it was interesting to me when she was singing, she started singing the song because I was like, oh, wait, is this just like one long music video? That's essentially what it was. Sort of, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it. Um, it was also, it was it felt a lot like, <laughs> it felt a lot like um, a diary, like she was reading from her diary, which just she because. at some point. Points. I know. Uh, <laughs> points. Points. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, I, I like that. I think it fits a lot with the album and like how she is or at least how she portrays herself to the public um me as a person <laughs> it's so cringy to me and not in like a, oh i think the things she's saying are cringy sometimes yeah but who doesn't it's just like i don't know guys i don't like to get personal me either i um i get what you're saying i didn't think about it that way but thinking back on like the tour movies i've seen well that's one a direction and five songs <laughs> well i know that it's different i know that it is but I think I prefer this kind of like recreating of the album documentary style kind of thing. Cause I mean, we saw that with long pond and now we've seen it with this. I like that not only are they kind of talking about it, but they're not showing us them singing it at other places. They're singing it for the actual movie. So it's like its own separate mm-hmm. recording for it. Not to mention that because you're watching it, it's kind of like a live version they have to kind of build the music more. Mm-hmm. And I love watching people build the music. Oh my gosh. Me it's too. my favorite part of and, watching these things. Um, I feel like I'll talk more about that when we get to the time she did that. I do. I really liked the different versions that we got to hear. And I really liked that she sang them so differently. And she actually, I would say that the way she sings them in the movie and how I would imagine she would sing them live is a lot grittier than yeah. the album is. Like, it's a lot less pop to me. I thought so, too. Which is exciting. I don't necessarily argue so much, but as someone who very much so loves pop punk, I have a hard time adjusting to the fact, or I guess I don't agree that she is necessarily what would be considered the face of pop punk these days. Not with the album, at least. But watching the movie... There were definitely times that I was like, oh, wow, this is this is like a like a punk rock show. Like, this is good. Yeah. Not that it wasn't ever good. I obviously love the album to bits and pieces. I just never thought of it as like a pop punk album. Um, I have two points because A, I remembered what I was going to say. And B, I. Now I forgot the other thing. I was going (laughs) to say. (laughs) Wait, what was I going to say? Hold on. Let me think. Oh, um. So I have two points. 
I really like that she like we got to see how she was as a performer because I feel like her as a performer versus her on the album is so different mm-hmm. that it's I feel like it's almost better than like oh I you know I have this album and then like it really carries across into like my live performance not that it didn't carry across but I feel like it appeals to more of an audience and I feel like especially for someone so young it's nice to see that like she's not scared of doing different things that she's not like I have to do it the exact same because that's what people already like and I can't mess this up I would feel like I like that she seemed to have taken chances um the other thing was that so she was talking getting back to the song that we were talking about Oops. um so she starts singing happier first and she says that it was like the first song she wrote for the album mm-hmm. which I find very funny because a lot of people or at least I I have seen it like the songs and like the album related to the stages of grief and Mm -hmm. happier was always one like more the acceptance song yeah and i think it's really funny that she started writing the album with the song that more most closely resembled acceptance of what had happened i didn't even think about that i think that's really cool i think it's like she finally had gone through it and felt it enough to be like okay now i know what i want to say and she started with okay i've gotten to a point where like i can be happy for you but i'm still devastated I think that's cool. I do too. Also, we should have said this at the beginning, but disclaimer, we will not be speculating on who any of these songs are about. Um, That is not what we are here for. That's not our business. I do it in my own personal life, but I'm not doing it out here. That's not the (laughs) point of her album. No, it's not. And also, I will not be talking about any monetarily related drama surrounding the album because I'm not going to get into the business side of things it's not what i'm here that has for either to do with us that's all that's all personal information that really should have been kept. i just want to make that clear so thank you um so i guess if we're gonna already go ahead and talk about the seven stages of grief um i don't know if you want to wait and just do each song maybe we can definitely do it that way um also i will say that while i understand that happier is supposed to be like the acceptance song I sometimes have a hard time accepting that myself (laughs) Um, just because it's always seemed more I and I get that obviously we'll talk about it later but I get that deja vu is supposed to be like the bargaining song Mm -hmm. I always saw happier as bargaining song like oh guess what you can be happy but you can't you can't be as happy not Mm -hmm. the same can't be the same and that seems more like a I'll give but you have like I have to still be winning sort of situation Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um and i always saw favorite crime as acceptance because she's kind of realizing like i realized that i had my own faults in this and it wasn't all you but like also it was you (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) right so that's just kind of where my head is at with it part of the problem with that is that there are songs on here that don't relate to a relationship and also there are more than seven songs that do relate to a relationship so i mean yeah you can't split nine into seven um okay how have we okay so how have we not talked about it or at least how have i not talked about it the apartment where she's filming happier i almost call it happier happier just like you (laughs) (laughs) um first of all i don't know why but i thought they were trying to pass it off because she was talking about how she had just moved into her own apartment and i was like this is not her apartment i think she was moving out I, 
Okay, that kind of makes sense. I thought it was more of a moving in situation. I don't know why. Um, but it was very like eighties vibes, like almost like pretty in pink, sixteen candles. It gave oh, me yeah. it gave me Brat pack. This, yeah, but it really gave me like Molly Ringwald vibes. Yeah. Um, which I really liked. And also when they're talking about happier I it, she's in the studio, she's doing something. And there's some sort of lyric about a parking lot. And I'm like, where's the song? Where is the song? Because I need it. I did it. that too. Also, um, when she's talking about her writing process and about how she's going through something that like no one around her can really relate to. Because um, she was talking about how she had to see this person all the time. Which is very abnormal for a breakup. Um, she was talking about how she was writing the album and writing music like she was creating a friend for herself that could understand and could relate to it and i thought it was very nice and like a really good way of like putting it like i wasn't just writing songs because i'm a songwriter it was i'm writing this because no one can relate to me so if i can write something that i can relate to yeah it's very nice i liked i liked that she explained her process for it and i feel like that's not totally unheard of i just feel like you don't hear a lot of people say it which right. means that it is a little more on her. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Um, I wish that I cared enough about myself to <laughs> dive deep enough into Move. my feelings to really, like, write about them. Like, do that for myself. Um. So, yeah, they were filming in this apartment. And in my mind immediately went, I want a carpeted apartment. I looked down, went, you live Wait, in a carpeted <laughs> apartment. And then I went, but it's not a powder blue carpet, so I don't care. It doesn't look like a home with old vintage carpet. It's just apartment carpet. And that's not what I want. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just apartment so, carpet. <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. No, um, I, I did. I really liked the apartment. I felt like this movie had a very strong aesthetic. And I appreciated it. Uh, no, I do like the aesthetic of the movie a lot. It, it's solo road trip. That's what it is. It's, it's solo an angsty road trip. solo road trip. I just like, liked her car. I First of all, yes. Second of all, I want to sit in a roadside motel and just stare out a window and be forlorn. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to touch a roadside you motel. You don't. I understand, but I don't mind. Sort you of. Mind when you brought bed bugs home. Oh, don't say that. Now I'm going to be worried I'm going to have bed bugs all night. <laughs> okay, uh, so moving on to the next song. Um, jealousy, jealousy, not happier, happier, jealousy, <laughs> happier, <jealousy>. happier. <laughs> um, I <laughs> initially was like, I love and also kind of hate this version of this song. <gasps> I, I loved it. I like it. Like looking back on it, I loved it a lot. But there was just something like at the beginning about the sound that I was a little like, mm, like it was not scratching the right parts of my brain there. And I was like, nope. But I think I was just getting used to the different version of it. I, this is going back to like, it wasn't as pop. Like not that Jealousy Jealousy is even that pop of a song to me. I would never, I mean, the album is like pop loosely because like, it's one of those albums. that's like, what do you fit it into? <laughs> but it's popular. Right. So let's stick it there. I kind of popular. I mean, alternative is more where I would probably right. put it. Um, because alternative just encompasses everything that does not fit a genre. <laughs> it's alternative. I- <laughs> Literally. Um, I really liked it. I also just kind of like the original version of the song. Uh, the way she performs, and this is, I think, when I first started realizing it. 
uh to me it's very josie and the pussycat dolls oh my gosh i love that movie yeah me too but like that it kind of like with the band set up and her like dancing around there's not a lot going on other than her movement i don't know it felt very like 90s right it reminded me video a lot of something you would see in like 10 things i hate about you right. or something like that it was definitely uh that kind of singer songwriter rocker mm-hmm. edgy kind of thing and i i was obsessed with it yeah one of the things i really like about the song is that i feel like it's a song that's relatable for people of all ages basically which i feel is very hard for someone of her age especially when right. she wrote it to do uh, well, and specifically the contents of the album, like, I remember when it first came out, a lot of older people, because I myself am obviously a bit older for her typical fan base, I would say. Right. And I know a lot of people around my age and older were like, why am I bopping to this Olivia Rodrigo stuff? Like, I'm not in high school anymore. I'm not 17. This doesn't, you know, like, I, I shouldn't. This is weird, kind of. But I think it just speaks a lot to the fact that she was able to make something so universal mm-hmm. that it does not matter what age you are. You can find enjoyment in it because you can put yourself into those shoes and kind of look back and like think about yourself in those moments. I mean, even now, like those those problems that she was having in those relationships are problems that you have in relationships all throughout your life. It's not like right. it was a teenage relationship issue. That's not what the problem was. Mm-hmm. It was very much so a real relationship that had issues. And so everybody's going to be able to relate to those. And it's just nice that she was able to make something like that. Mm-hmm. Very few people I feel can do that. Yeah. Um. So I saw a TikTok um, where someone was like, they were, they posted like a clip of Jealousy Jealousy and they were mm-hmm. like posting pictures of Olivia's like um, Instagram feed behind it and everything. And they were like, Oh yeah, you know, kind of, and what I thought was going to happen was going to be like, oh, how can you write this song when you obviously like get all those opportunities right. and everybody at home listening to your album does not. But what they were actually saying was like social media is fake. Like what you're seeing mm-hmm. is just what she's putting and she still has these feelings. And right. I thought that was so nice to see someone take it that way right. to not turn it into how dare someone in the upper class turn this around and be like, oh, well, I don't get things that I want. But I mean, and obviously it's always going to be a little different, the things that she's not getting than like what we're not getting. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't have those feelings. And it was just nice to see someone being like, her feelings are still valid no matter what class she's in, no matter who she is. I just really liked that. I was like, thank you. I'm that so is really appreciative nice. that someone got that. I just think that the human condition is to unfortunately always want stuff that you can't have. It's yeah. just part of being a person. And so I just get worried that people would jump to, oh, well, you're not allowed to want things because you get things. That's not fair. No, that's never going to be fair. You can't. I am the biggest believer and you cannot judge other people's issues and feelings based off of your own um as someone who has gone through a crap ton Mm -hmm. it is not fair oh yeah it's not fair i don't like it when people tell me well at least you didn't go through this okay yeah you're right i didn't but i still had to go through stuff so that's not fair oh for sure and i'm not gonna tell the person who's 
gone through maybe a couple of things less than me or things that are different than I have that they didn't go through stuff because they did. So your own experience, like it doesn't matter that the worst thing you ever experienced seems far worse than the worst thing someone else has, because that's still the worst thing they've ever experienced. That's still to them. Like this is the end of the world, basically. Um, I also just feel like we can't, it's this whole thing growing up. We were always told, well, someone has it worse than you. Okay, yeah. Someone also has it better than, like, right. everyone like, else. Like, not... you can't measure people's happiness by their social class and what they have. Like, people are always going to want and need different things. It, it, people are... Everyone's different. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's just that everybody processes things differently. Everybody sees things differently. And so I just don't want people to judge her for this song. Also, Jealousy Jealousy is just a hard one for me to listen to. I'm surprised that we had so much to talk about I know. with this song. And it was so deep. But um, the song is hard for me to listen to because as a very jealous person, really I get, are. I just, it's like, it's like, yes, yes, I agree. But then I get upset with myself for being that way, which isn't always fun. So I have a hard time listening to the song because I'm like, you need to calm down. That's a different artist different song but you know what i mean <laughs> maybe if i listen to them back to back i mean you, that song's a bit different it has very, nothing to do with my circumstances different. but like it's got the message of i need to calm down so i don't anyway. know moving on um so then she moves on to one step forward three steps back three steps back okay i was like is it two steps back i don't know shit what? i'm not gonna say yeah, no. you don't want that <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I wrote this note. Um, by the way, guys, I, don't know, I know we talk about notes on here. We tend to uh, open our notes app and write notes for things that we watch when we write notes in books and we read. But um, that's what I'm referring to. I have a whole dang folder for these things. <laughs> I, I don't. I just, my notes app is straight chaos. Um, but anyway. Same, but not this. <laughs> I don't know why, but my first note during this segment of the movie was i am on that butterfly trend though <laughs> what's going on in this song that she's got butterflies i don't know what, um, this is the one where she where does she sing this one at is this the one at the gas station no no that's that's far later. favorite crime traitor that's traitor yeah i know um, the one with the disco piano is uh enough for you mm-hmm. that's all oh my god um where does she sing this one olivia where are you singing this at because uh, it's not i don't know i don't know where she's singing this one um because i can't remember that we much. don't remember literally anything but <laughs> that's so true um it's that childhood drama yo it's like nope you don't nope nope <laughs> No, nope. you remember nothing. You'll never need any of this information ever in your life. You'll be fine, <laughs> except the bad thing. And I'm not fine. <laughs> um, there was an unreleased lyric here, and I don't remember what the lyric is. I wish I would have been smart enough to write it down. Uh, I just think that I'm gonna remember things, and then I never remember things. <laughs> right. I don't know why I do it, that to myself. What was it? I don't remember. But there's an unreleased lyric, and technical issues were back. <laughs> Technicalities. I know it's not the same, but um, yeah. Anyway, so she moves on to one step forward, three steps back. We don't know where she records the song. Um, we know there's an unreleased lyric. 
We don't know what it is. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> we know absolutely nothing. We're leaving you little Easter eggs. You get to go find the things out yourself if you haven't oh, go watch already. the movie. Spoilers, guys. If you haven't watched the movie, don't listen to this. I mean, I don't know if I'm spoiling I mean, yeah, anything, Yeah, I don't really. think you're spoiling anything. You've probably listened to that album. It's not like there's a plot. <laughs> I feel like there is a plot. There's a very heavy plot here. Um, so she goes into this song by saying she's in the car with her mom on her last trip to Salt Lake. Uh, I guess they were wrapping up filming or whatever. Because uh, that's where they did High School Musical, the musical, the series, right? Yeah, because that's where they did High School Musical. Oh, yeah. Because it takes place in Salt Lake. Wait, I don't no, know if they actually filmed doesn't. High School. Yes, it does. does. Yes. Girl, I don't know anything. I, which we've already figured Well, out. I guess we know what we're doing soon. High School Musical, here oh we gosh. come. We should. Can we talk about how the other day we sat there and went down a rabbit hole of music videos? Um, Start off with Miley Cyrus. No, yes. it started off with Taylor Swift. Did it? No, yeah. it didn't. Start off with Miley. Did. No, because we found out that Miley did a version, a live version of um, Like a Prayer by I Madonna. I thought we watched. Uh, so we watched that first. first. Um, no, that came later. And, anyway, guys, we got a little drunk, a little drunk sees, Um, and we watched a bunch of music videos, and one of the ending videos was definitely Go Your Own Way. Go My Own Way? Gotta, gotta go your own way? Oh, I gotta go, go my own way. That, the really dramatic Troy Gabriella breakup song we did from High School Musical too. Oh wow, I Mara sobbed. I did. I did cry. <laughs> so we're in the car. She's on her last <laughs> trip. Okay. Um, and she says that. Oh, is she, she sitting in the back of the car while she sings this one? Is that what this one is? Maybe I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> she says that she uh was writing this song. In the car on the way there, I think, is what she was doing. She was, like, finishing it up or something. And she said he broke up with her, like, the next day. And it is so sad. Like, she lets you know that before she starts singing the song. And then when you hear the lyrics right after that, it is heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. No. That changed the whole song for me. It almost, like, because the song, you can tell that, like, someone's not broken up because she talks about how she would leave him, but she won't. And which is even more sad knowing that he broke up with her after that. But you could tell that she was already like she knew everything was over and it wasn't good. And she was like, it's so sad to me. Um, It's depressing. I don't know why. When I first listened to the album, because the first time we ever listened to the album, uh, Mara and I sat in the dark with some string lights on and drank and listened to the album. And we played Skippo. And we played Skippo and listened to it for a second time. No, really? maybe we no. played Skip the, the first time, time and, and then, then the we sat the second time. We sat in the dark with the lights. Um, thankfully, it's a short album. Uh, but I remember the first time listening to the song. It was not my favorite. I agree, and uh, we'll get to the ranking later, but right. I'm still pretty sure it it does still rank pretty low for me. Um, it's not... I like the song a lot. I, I love all of the songs. There's not a skip on this album, honestly. Um, no, it depends on what mood I'm in. Because if I'm in a really like angsty, sad mood, and I don't want, I'm not gonna want to listen to like brutal or jealousy, jealousy. It's just not gonna happen. But in general, I don't skip the songs, and that includes this one. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, but I mean, I I think my opinion has changed. Again, we'll get to the ranking later, but I think my opinion changed on it. I think part of it. Is that for me? It's one of the least relatable songs. Yeah, I get that. 
Because, I mean, it, while it's still basically like a breakup song, it's clearly about a very selfish person. It's about a very selfish person. Uh, the line, um, hold on, I'm trying to get to it. Try so hard to be everything that you like just for you to say you're not the compliment type. First of all, it's a oh. horrible line. The How first could- time I heard that line, I, I remember being, I paused it. I was so enraged. We're in the middle of playing Skippo. That line comes up. I hit the pause button. I go, are you serious? How do you look at someone, especially someone you're dating and you have feelings for and say, I just, I don't give compliments. Like that had to have been a very hard, like that forms you as a person. Like the things yes. that the people you're with do to you. And as someone so young, of course, she has so many self-image issues. I mean, her boyfriend wouldn't compliment her. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but also just like the, you know, entertainment industry in general. No, I know that just messes a person up. But like the one thing you should be able to rely on is the people that you surround yourself with and the person you're choosing to love to like give you the validation like you shouldn't have to seek like you're seeking validation from all these different people but that shouldn't be someone you seek validation from you should just be given that validation and she clearly wasn't so the next song is deja vu the only note i have for this song next song is driver's license really i didn't write that one down okay oops the next song is Driver's License. So we mentioned it earlier. The first time we heard the song was during quarantine because Lainey had COVID. We were watching Emily in Paris. You went to the bathroom. I was on my phone looking through t- the Taylor Swift tag on Tumblr. A lot of people kept mentioning Olivia Rodrigo and Driver's License. So I went to listen to it. Went, mm, I don't really like it all that much. Then you came out and we listened to it again. And I went, that's a bald face lie. I love this song. And then I was like, who is this? And then I realized she was the girl from High School Musical, the musical of the series, which was a show that I watched a lot when I was super depressed and I'd lay on the couch before I went to work and cry while I watched it. And then we listened to it on repeat for the next like two weeks straight. Because you played it for me and I think you expected me not to like it. And then I liked it a lot. I think because I was still on the fence, I didn't know how I thought you were going to react. Yeah. Um, which is funny. I feel like this... Uh, so it clearly became like the number one song in the world I mean, for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly an amazing song. Like, she put everything into that. I think it's so funny that it, so many people related to it. Like, because you saw a lot of older people relating to it, too. When it's clearly about a very specific time in your life. Yeah. And being a teenager. So I feel, I feel like that's something that she does appeal to an older crowd with. Like... The song she writes for older people has a lot of nostalgia, I feel. Yeah, I get that, which I'm always, you know, a big fan of. I love the nostalgia. But also, I did make a note of that, that, like, this whole album is kind of... And maybe it's just because Driver's License was the first, like, big song off of the album. Mm -hmm. And it's about that moment. You turn 16, you suddenly have all this freedom. You can drive by yourself. You can go places by yourself. And you're suddenly more alone than ever. I mean, that too. But it does, like, the whole, which is why I like so much that she did, like, a road trip for the Mm -hmm. album. Because it was, like, the whole driving kind of aesthetic. And I just feel... Well, and that's why she named it Driving Home to You because of that line in it and how she said it wasn't necessarily like that she imagined driving, like sharing a home as it was that he was her home. Oh my gosh. She said that and I wanted to punch myself in the face. Like I just wanted to straight sock myself. Like how do you feel that crap that young? I, I have issues with people saying things like that. 
Um, also, and then I went to bed that night and I was finishing up my ready story <laughs> and ugh, Eddie said the same thing about Richie. And I was like, do not do this to me right now, which actually he said that in there because obviously in it, there's this whole part where Eddie's character talks a lot about building houses in the homes or building homes in the hearts of the people you love, mm-hmm. which for some reason, when I read that book, the I wrote down two quotes in my notes app. Both of them are from Eddie Kasprick. I don't know why. And now here I am. I think that the whole album kind of revolves around that moment of like freedom and like letting go in a way. Like obviously she was let go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I have to let you go from this relationship. What told you that? Honestly, I feel like it'd be easier to take because you'd just be like, you're a fucking joke. I what? <laughs> Excuse me. I have to me? let you go. I don't uh, want to see you anymore. <laughs> I had a point. Um, I don't remember. We're moving on. Okay. Uh, so they start this one out. She's like sitting on a mattress. I think it's in that same apartment that Happier took place in. Mm-hmm. And she's strictly reading from her diary, like an entry. And you can tell that like oh, it's from yeah. her diary, not only because she's holding it, but the way she's speaking, like she's clearly reading and not like just talking, um, which... <laughs> Dear Diary moments are so uncomfy for me. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, this is a Dear Diary mm-hmm. moment. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, but then it goes to like a shot of her. I guess it's more like a scene than a shot with her friend who's also a musician. That's how he stated in the movie. Friend slash musician. I think he has a name in there, but um, I clearly has a name. But I don't know if they state oh, it in he, the movie. They do because I remember it was kind of funky. I don't remember what it was, but I remember it was funky. Um, but the way he's dressed doesn't really give a time period i feel at least not the way i remember it but she's wearing like a cute purple cardigan and some sunnies and the way they're sitting on the top of the hood to me is very like retro but also mm-hmm. modern because she's where like it looks modern because it's like modern day aesthetic but it's retro because like they you know they clearly pull like vintage pieces but it's also kind of futuristic to me i don't know why maybe just because like all the different there is no Clashing. time period. Right. Like, it doesn't have a specific place in time, which I think I wrote. But it also gives me, like, girl, which is funny because it comes up in one of her videos, but girl in a car with the top down wearing, like, a scarf and it's blowing in the wind oh, kind of yeah. vibes. It was a very, like, she looked like a high society socialite on a trip and sat on the hood of her car with a friend or something. It looked very fun. I just like that I felt like I... Went on the journey with her. Like, she did this road trip. And obviously, the album came out before she did the road trip. But through watching her do the road trip, I feel like I watched her kind of write those songs and come to terms with those songs and stuff, which was nice. I liked, which is why I liked the moments of her, like, sitting in the hotel room, just kind of, like, stare. And obviously, she's not alone. There are cameras everywhere. (laughs) But the, the point still being that, like, she is alone. Like, she's just surrounded by a bunch of cameras at the end of the day and i'm sure she's friendly with them she's probably friends with some of them but that's a lot different um and i so i just feel like i liked that moment because it felt very much so like you're on a road trip and you happen to run into like a friend or you meet someone new and you just kind of have like a an existential crisis on the hood of your car for a little while and then you move on with your life i loved that she also plays like a little keyboard in this segment Does she? I, yeah it's like a tiny little min- i think it shows up actually in high school musical the musical the series um when oh, she's playing yeah. a song for ricky and 
she's playing this tiny little keyboard and it's so cute actually just all the instruments that we get to see like the tiny drum set oh and my gosh the tiny the, drum set i love the one it. instrument the that we all have is that a xylophone, it is a xylophone. I, no, I thought a xylophone was the one that you like raked the stick across it's the same well you can hit the separate things or you can rake it no, I'm talking like the thing you like hold up here and you rake the that is wooden stick across. Not a I don't know. Anyway, but the xylophone, as Mara calls it. <laughs> um, That's what it is. It's like the instrument you had to learn in music class. Google it. It's a xylophone. I'm not going to Google it. Anyway, it's the instrument you had to learn in music class. And like, I've never really seen, clearly no one uses it like on stage. I'm sure it's been used in quite a few songs, but it was just so fun to see her like, tapping on it or see someone tapping on it yes i see that it's a xylophone thank you <laughs> what is the little wooden thing i don't know i know what you're talking about but yeah. i don't know it brings to mind the country a man wearing overalls with no shirt under it and dirty feet and a piece of hay sticking out of his mouth with a straw hat <laughs> it oh no. Huck Finn. <laughs> uh, no anyway i think harmonica when i think Huck Finn. what yeah <laughs> Anyway, like a banjo. What is this instrument? Anyway, she's playing a tiny keyboard and I love it. But I also just love seeing all the different instruments in this show. We'll get to more of them later when uh, they actually appear in the songs. Um, she also says that this is the song she put out and it got so big. And then she called Dan, I think is the guy's name that she produced with. Yeah. And helped her write the album and was like, I, I want to put out an album. And so he was like, okay, so they started writing this album and I'm just kind of like, how, how do you just decide? Oh, um, yeah, no, I want to do this. I want to put out an album. How do you just decide that? Um, I know I have commitment problems and I, I don't know. For what it's worth, we decide those things every day. How many things have we looked at and been like, I want to, we're going to do this. Let's do this. It's the follow through. We have oh, a I problem. Have terrible follow through. Then again, mm. I also work nine hours a day five days a week i'm freaking exhausted that's true man i'm so tired all the time all the time this movie is one of those movies that always makes me want to work on stuff though like yeah. especially because i think because of the new medicine i'm not sleeping well like i was up all night last night and i was like i'm up like i'm wide awake i might as well just go right and like just do it but then i was like mara if you don't get at least some sleep you will have a panic attack this she does not play a tiny keyboard in this segment i don't know she does in the music video (laughs) i forgot that that was part of the music video for this song i was gonna Um, say because i think most of this song is played through clips of her playing it at different locations yeah i think so because it was like her biggest song um so yeah driver's license what a bop yeah, driver's license is going to be um, a classic. Hold on. Sure. We can't talk about the song called Driver's License and people getting their license without talking about our own driver's license stories. Uh, I okay. failed mine the first time. Me too. I uh, did really, 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 really well on the parallel parking. I mean, top notch. I am the sister that parallel parks. Uh, Lainey and Lindsay will get out of the car <laughs> and make me parallel park for them. No lie. That has happened. I before. cannot parallel park. To save I am life. the parallel parker in this family. It- Don't know why um if there's not three la- cars length of space i won't park there <laughs> yeah i know you won't <laughs> i'm just like no i can't do it even though anyway, i'm really great at backing up um see backing up is my issue parallel parking is no problem <laughs> backing up is where i fall short <laughs> um anyway so i passed that with flying colors 
They docked me. I literally failed my driver's test because I didn't know where my rear defrost was. I knew where the defrost was. I didn't know where the rear defrost was. And so I failed Lindsay's the was, entire driver's test. Lindsay's was similar to that because she did parallel park correctly for hers. She just never could again after that, she said. But uh, she didn't know where the defrost was and she got in trouble for it. I was it. talking to Not someone in trouble, but- at work about it and the same thing happened to them. Bruh, I, I'm gonna figure out the defrost trust me my, the first time I took it the girl was in a horrible mood when we went and so we went driving downtown and in the town that we grew up in which is small the downtown area the stop signs are so far back you can't see around the building to see if anything's Ugh, I coming know exactly what turn you're so talking about I well so I stop and then I start to inch up so that I can see around and I look and then I go and she was like, that's a rolling stop. And I was like, what? And she was like, you can't just roll past a stop sign like that. And I was like, well, I stopped at the stop sign. And she was like, okay, but then you started to roll after you stopped. Well, well I have to go, yeah. don't I? And I was like, oh, I just couldn't see if anyone was coming. Well, you shouldn't start if you don't see someone, if you don't know if someone's coming. And I'm like, then I'm never going. Then we would have sat there all day, ma'am. And so she was like, just drive back to the thing. You failed. And I was like, so I remember because Lindsay took me to my driver's test because you had to have like a legal driver with you. And mom doesn't have a driver's license. Right. And so Lindsay took me and I bawled my eyes out. A, because um, I hate failing. Hashtag mood. <laughs> it is the worst feeling in the world. And because I was 17. I got my license later than anyone. Uh, I remember you not wanting to do it. Well, I was nervous, but I also mom didn't want me, didn't have me do it because you drove me to school. That's true. Um, I took time off. We were in the middle of a play. I took time off of rehearsal. I cut out of a rehearsal to go take my driver's test. And everybody knew. And then I had to go back. Oh, no. After the test and tell everyone that I did not, in fact, pass the test. It's a little easier to get through just because it is ridiculous why I was failed. Right. And then I took it the second time. Did not do as well on the parallel parking. And... Probably made a couple more mistakes, honestly. Passed. What the heck? Yeah, the second time I took it was with uh, a different person. And I did everything fine. I can't parallel park. So I failed that. And he was like, but that's not enough to dock you away from a license. Like, No, just a defrost um, is. Which I don't get. Um, the first time I took mine, I did not leave school. I wasn't at school for some reason. Maybe... It was one of the early out days or something. Either way, I didn't leave school, so I didn't have to tell anyone about it. The second time I took it, which I passed, I did leave school. I was in the middle of anatomy, and I got... No, I was not in the middle of anatomy. It was right before anatomy. So I got called out, and I took my test. I passed. Mom, John, and I went out to lunch. And then I had to drive myself for the first time by myself back to school. (laughs) And I remember like tearing up i was terrified oh, after no. driving myself back to school so i got to school and i went into anatomy and i don't know how he found out but my anatomy teacher was <laughs> waiting with everyone silent and as soon as i opened the door he said did you pass or did you fail and i was like what are you talking about and he was like did you get your license or no and i was like yeah and he was like man i really wanted you to fail and i was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he meant it as a joke. He was no, a great teacher. No, I know, no, no. I know who you're talking but about. I, he 100% was I joking. I remember just being so excited about it. And oh my gosh, the de- I took my photo that day for my picture for my driver's license. It was the best driver's license you photo. You did have a good it picture. It was so good. No one takes a good driver's my license driver's picture. My driver's license picture now. My hair is half fallen out of my ponytail and the guy didn't tell me about it. Yeah. 
It's yeah, mine's like a, bad. Ooh, I have to get mine renewed this year. I, I just got mine renewed. I, I have to have sure. that Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. for forever. Not forever. Can I leave it? I'm so mad. It's so bad. And it wasn't like I could just sit there and retest. I took it the last day before it was going to like, Yeah. I would have to retest. I was not going to retest. I would not have passed. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I, like that, the paper Okay, test. I'm a good driver. Let's. No. I don't want to like make it sound like I'm dangerous out debatable. there. Debatable. That is not debatable. I get into the turn lane when the turn lane starts, not a year <laughs> Lady, before it. You get into it too late. <laughs> no, I don't. I get into it when the opening starts. That's when you get into That's the turn lane. That's when I get into the turn lane. No, you start getting into the turn lane far okay, before tonight that. Tonight when I was turning, I got into the turn lane early because the car in front of me was not going fast enough and I couldn't. I just wanted to get around them. I was tired. For all the other times. The fact that I drive correctly. I don't get into it too early. Why do I fight about who's the better driver all the time? We also um, have control issues. Remember when you said you didn't have control issues the other day? No. <laughs> I, I don't Are remember you that. kidding me? I'm just saying I don't remember that. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> when did I say that? It was Sunday. We were on. We got Starbucks and we were getting breakfast. We were on our way home. And you... No, we were at Walmart. What? <laughs> and I went to go back. I went to go ring something up and bag it. Oh. Because I always ring things out and you bag them. That's just what happens. I bag them? You should have. You bag <laughs> them. I bag them. You bag them. And so you went to go put it down on the thing next to me. So I picked it up to scan it. And you went, you're so controlling. Why do you have to scan it? And I was like, what's happening Because I right was just now? trying. So then you get angry at me for being controlling. And then I said, you're just as controlling. You went, name one time that I've ever been controlling in my life. And I oh, was just. Because I was clearly okay. being sarcastic. For, no, you weren't because you were angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> you were not being sarcastic. And of course, because it's me, people confront me about things all thoughts go out of my head i got no receipts up here i got all the receipts in my purse they're not in here ridiculous um i don't remember that clearly of course you don't uh anyway i was i was i remember being frustrated because i was on the right and you were on the left by the bags and i was trying to put the stuff down on the side so i could start scanning it the way i was gonna scan it and i was on the left you were on the right the bags were on the right we were at the one in the top corner. Either way, no, I was not by the bags. Yes, you I were. I was not because I was very frustrated at the fact that you were like being obtuse about no, it. No, you were by okay, the bags. Let's, let's agree to disagree. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Anyway, let's move on. The next song is Deja Vu. The only note I have for this song is Billy Joel. And that is because um, I, so what? No, nothing. Oh, you looked very confused. Anyway, so pun. I spelled instrument U N S T R Y M E B T because I wasn't looking at my phone. I, re- I reject that. Oh my gosh! So one of my coworkers today was trying to. I pulled something for him, and I said, "You're gonna need more of this. There's not enough." And he went, "Well, this, but if no, because." He did the math and I just sat there and went, but, and like tried to tell him like what I was thinking. And he went, that's not how it works though. And I went, whatever you do, whatever you want to do, because I know I'm wrong and I know you're right. And I'm not dealing with this. And he was just, so he kept doing it. He kept like reiterating it to me. And I was like, please stop. 
I know. I know you're right. I know you're right. I Okay. So this sounds a lot more like I was annoyed with him, but it was a joke. Like we were joking the whole time, but I was just like, I don't, I'm stupid. Just leave me alone you're at not, this point. You're not stupid. But when it comes to math, Mara so is dumb. always wrong. And if I had a dollar, no, sorry. If I had a penny for every time she looked at me in the eye, especially first thing in the morning, I went, okay. I did the math. This is me talking about my bank account. (laughs) It's like she has the calculator out. She's doing all this stuff. And she gets a different number every time. She's like, wait, I'm confused. It's never the same. I don't know why. She either has a huge surplus or she's like, I'm short so much more than I thought. (laughs) It always ends up being normal, too. Like, I'm just fine. (laughs) You're like, I know that makes sense. What? It's just, I did the math, and then you try to show me the math, and it's different than what you got, and you're like, I'm so confused. Mom won't let me say it to her anymore either. <laughs> because as soon as I hear, I'll just wake up in the morning unsuspecting, come downstairs, I'm sitting down, I'm like, You say ah. it's unsuspecting, it's every time I get paid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's the morning, it's nice, and then Mars goes, so I did the math, and it's sheer panic. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be a day. <laughs> okay, that's how I feel when you go, I'm gonna check my bank account, I'm like, oh gosh, oh no. Anyway, okay, so the only note I have is Billy Joel, and that is because... This is the only thing that sticks with me in the song. Well, there are a couple things. Anyway, Billy Joel. So she says, um, I bet or Oh, I bet that she knows Billy Joel because you played her Uptown Girl. But then in the bridge, she says, I showed you Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear that, I get so chaotically angry. This is when the jealousy comes out. And I'm like, oh, he better not have. He better not have learned a Billy Joel from her and then taken it to the new person. Oh, no. But that's her whole premise behind the song. Okay. For what it's worth. She doesn't know that he did that. She's just saying. For what it's worth. I was. Okay. And I know that. I know that obviously this is speculation and just like she's taking the moments they had together and being Mm -hmm. like, oh, just you just like doing them too. And at the time, I thought of a lot of it was just being in like out of a relationship, especially a relationship where one starts right after that that mm-hmm. you were worried about starting and then it does um and she was like i bet you do this and i bet you do this it's a lot of anger and <laughs> yes. i get that i don't get how <laughs> sorry i don't get how it's bargaining anyway but in the movie she says that it comes from a place of realizing that people are always doing the same things over mm-hmm. and over and over again there's basically and this is a common theme in like music these days where music is con- like things are constantly recycled there are no mm-hmm. original thoughts and looking at it that way i understand i mean i understood the song anyway but like i get right. it i get i get it on a different level now but that does not stop me a person who has a specific connection with billy joel from <laughs> hearing that she taught him billy joel and then he took it to another girl and everything in my body goes oh no he didn't yeah she does say like she wrote this by thinking like when she got out of the relationship like oh he's gonna he's gonna do that with her and like she's probably thinking i'm gonna be the way i was with him with someone else and that relationships are recycled which is very weird when you think about it yeah but like at the same time like you're doing those things because those are the things that you as a person enjoy and you're starting to share that with someone else right so i see both sides of like why he would do those things but right also no why and i get upset. it but 
I mean, still. Anyway, but it is kind of like, so there is, um, at the end, it's kind of like happier, but it's completely different lyrics. And she says something about how I can't call him baby because that's who you, like I, because oh, you're yeah. still that. You, and it's kind of. To me, baby is still you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same concept. Like you just, so many people use these terms of endearment in any relationship they're mm-hmm. in. And it's so funny to think about like, well, but then you hear it in like cherry um by harry styles Mm -hmm. don't you call him baby because like that's what you called me and maybe it's just because i am the person i'm a one and done kind of girl i guess um that's my whole point i don't know okay the song my second point about this song is that it gives me extreme nobody compares to you shanita o'connor vibes Mm -hmm. from how she sings it we talked about this earlier when we're listening to it, the music is not yeah. the same, but the way she sings it is. And I love that. Also, ultimate summer song. It is. But in the movie, she sings it very differently. Um, The way she sings it in the movie is a lot like angstier and again, like grittier than it is on the album. And I remember being like, oh, no, I, re- I really like this. Oh, she's version. sitting down for a good yeah. chunk of it. That's where the tiny they're drop sitting, Yeah, because they're sitting on that like. It's like a it's metal like a stage or something kind of thing. What? It I thought it like was like, me? you know, that stage that's in the middle of campus in our hometown that we yes. found that one time. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, not me. Because it was metal that they were sitting on. I didn't realize that. I thought it was a stage. I'm pretty sure it was metal. I and thought it, it was like, a stage. Okay. It was reminiscent of train tracks to me, but clearly it wasn't train tracks. I'm just saying like it made me think of that. Um, okay. But yeah, that's where the tiny drum set was. And I was obsessed. And this is where the xylophone was. I want the tiny drum set so bad. Um, the, so the, the next segment uh, follows the song. Oh, Favorite Crime. I was like, mm, what is it? It follows Favorite Crime because she starts it off by saying that she wrote this song because of a poem she wrote. And the poem was, know that I love you so bad. I let you treat me like that. And A, I love when songs come from poems. As someone who likes to write poems herself, I really like when songs come from them. Especially because, like, I've seen it in other artists, mostly Taylor Swift. Like, she talks about how her songs are, like, start off as poems. And sometimes you can see that, like, it hasn't changed very much from poem form. And I just think it's a very nice way where, like, media start to blend into each other. And also, like, because to me, a poem is, like, you just putting your thought on a page for a second is... Where, like, a song is, like, where you start to, like, build off of that idea. I don't know. I I just really like that she said it was from a poem she wrote. And she also... Okay. So, throughout the movie, again, like I said, she's kind of dramatic, which anyone is. Especially artists like this are dramatic. But I feel like this movie had the right amount of drama to it. Yeah. Like, if she had been a little less dramatic, it would have been boring. No, I agree. Uh, And it's because it's, like... Again, it's a solo angsty drama. Yeah. It's not like person on person drama. It's just her by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so favorite crime. This specifically in the movie, the the way this is shot, it's in that like weird canyon amphitheater thing. It makes me and think of like, the uh, mo- the Colosseum. Yeah, me too. I kept thinking this m- makes me think of like pottery in Greece and. Mm-hmm. 
Coliseum's not Rome, in Greece. right? Yep, Rome. Rome. Okay, I was getting there, but then I went, <laughs> oh no, I think I'm wrong again. <laughs> I panicked. Oh, um, but like, I liked that it was just her and one guitarist, and she was like stepping from like little section to little section. And the, like, just first of all, the visual. of this this scene was so phenomenal i kind of wanted to vomit it's very travelly um but also it like the acoustic like it would just sounded so good and favorite crime is one of my one of the songs on the album i think she sounds the best in yeah specifically at the very end when she's singing favorite crime and it's like just her voice there's not really a whole lot of music or anything over it i don't know if you've noticed this Mm -hmm. i won't sing that yes i have noticed um because her voice is so like it's so crisp right there and it just hits the brain and i'm like oh that's good it just hits the brain and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's the stuff right there i i really like that too um i remember watching this part i really wanted to know where they filmed because i kind of want to go there she also so she very she's a very eclectic style and in this part she's wearing like the leopard print hat and like the lace like skirt it's basically see-through with and a lace, sweater, like mesh. Yeah. and then with like the red long sleeve sweater with like a gummy bear on it or something something and some those docks. giant platform docks and it is not anything i would ever wear but i was obsessed with this outfit and it just was a whole vibe and i like it when th- I like it when things vibe together. Um, but also she starts off. The reason I think that they filmed that in that little like amphitheater kind of thing is because she starts off singing most of it without any instruments. It is oh, just yeah. her singing acapella. Technically, is that really acapella or is that just singing? I mean, acapella is without instrument, I think. Right. But it, you don't you like anyway. Uh, so she's singing and it you can hear it like bouncing in there and it is so pretty and it's almost like you're dropped into a movie where someone's like just singing to themselves like walking around and i wish that they would have done the whole thing with her singing like that and having no instruments that would have been nice but also like no i mean like that would have been nice but also i like each song and i don't regret each song being performed the way it was in the movie no i don't regret it i'm just saying i i i would still like it oh same i mean honestly i want to watch the whole movie again just for that one moment i did yes same um i agree with you that this is one of the songs where her vocals sound sound the best which to me is hard to say because she has a phenomenal voice as someone who doesn't listen to music for the voice i listen to music typically for lyrics lyrics. she has an incredible voice she really does um i really just want to watch that scene again also this is the i've been thinking this the whole time and i kept thinking it. i like that the whole movie feels like she's just driving and finding these spots and being like here right here this is where i'm gonna perform Mm -hmm. like one song is performed at like an airport like an abandoned airplane junkyard sort of situation and um you know it's just like finding these random spots to perform in it it almost makes me want to go on like a giant road trip and just find like these random spots and just like yeah it gave me very um you know the movie begin again with kira knightley and mark ruffalo and it's like indie yes but i haven't watched it in a long time me either and while it doesn't make me necessarily think of that movie they record her album in like random places and like not in a studio they like just set up their equipment it made me think of i didn't know that it made me think of that which i really liked i think songs sound cooler when it's not like just an isolated studio song i think Black Lines was recorded in, like, an abandoned house. That's cool. And they did a lot of the recording from, like, 
specifically on the one that's got the starts and the stops um at the beginning they recorded or at the end they recorded that one in separate rooms like the producer sat in one room with all the equipment and then had them sit in a separate room that was like next to it and that's how they recorded it yeah um she then black lines by main parade everybody should go listen to it (laughs) you should it's really good um wow that was the most useless thing i could have ever said you should it's really good (laughs) wow wowie um anyway she goes on next to sing um what is it called good for you yep um the crack of music industry everybody was convinced they were i remember this song came out and i mean the whole song everybody thought this but specifically the uh like a damn sociopath everybody was like what crack is she lacing into this what is she putting in the song because it's too good because this is the one song tori likes right because she doesn't she, doesn't she didn't like, like driver's license no. we're moving on That's anyway not the point. i can't um tori's my friend i love her <laughs> so she's wearing the same outfit which love and she's like driving to the location and or at least maybe she's just in the car when she's talking about writing this song i don't remember but on the rear view mirror, I don't know if you noticed. So there's like a little butterfly hanging on it. Yeah, I want one for the car. But there are also strands of beads, but it just looks like they took the beads from Michael's, left them on the strand, and just plopped them right on the thing. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what that. they did. And now I kind of want to do that in our car. I honestly thought that you were about to say they looked like rosary beads. Because no. for some reason, when I think beads around a rear view mirror, I think of rosary beads. I get Is that. Is that sacrilegious? <laughs> I don't no, know. No, I think that's part of growing up Catholic. No, I meant, is it sacrilegious to put them on your rear view mirror? No, I don't think so. Because um, it's like for your car. Like you're keeping a rosary in your car. I don't know. Um, some people just keep rosaries everywhere. I'm not Catholic. I remember a kid I went to high school with. Um, he wasn't very religious, but he his grandpa died, who was very religious. And he willed him his rosary that he had since he was little. And this kid wore that rosary to school every day. Aww. It was so nice. I really liked that kid. Um Clearly, I'm not going to say his name, but I have a lot of things to say about this song. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. So they, <laughs> I wrote ooh orchestra because there's an orchestra when she performs. Okay, it, and they yep. perform it as Mara pointed out to me in the movie in the round. And I don't know if any of you have ever watched a performance in the round or even know what that means. But as a theater kid, it's a very niche thing. I feel, and it is. Like one of, and I hate using this word, but it's one of the most magical experiences I feel like you'll get to see if you see a performance in the round. Being in it, like performing in the round mm-hmm. and like seeing in the round, performing in the round is intense. I'm sure. I um, played Lady Macbeth in my high school's version of Macbeth and we did it in the round. So the entire audience is on stage with us. And there's a bit of a raised. I don't even think we had a raised platform actually. You did No, you were just on. Oh, we were just like it was just the stage. Um, so I mean, limited seating, maybe like 60, 30, 60 people max, something mm-hmm. around there. And in this tight little circle, and I'm performing this very dramatic, epic piece, and I don't think I did it justice because it's me. But at one point, I had to like walk through the audience. <laughs> basically like i was cracked out of my mind like i was right. just like i had lost your marbles yeah 100 percent, and it was intense yeah. it, it was more stressful um just because everybody's right there mm-hmm. uh but i do i love watching shows in the round actually um harry styles show love on tour was in the round 
I don't know if you thought about it, but it I was. didn't. But it was um, my senior show was actually in the round as well. What's the what? The Glass Menagerie. Glass Menagerie. Um, I remember. But yeah, it. it was performed in the round. It to me because I didn't. I know I wasn't a performer. I wasn't an actress. I did tech, and I was a stage manager. And calling a show in the round felt so much more. St- stressful well because usually you can't see your cues as well no because you're looking from an audience's point of view all the way to the stage and paying Mm -hmm. attention but if you're all the way in the booth and there's not an audience like in between you and the stage and you're watching through the audience like it's i get what you're saying yeah because like it would be difficult my cues are based on them so like when they enter or when they exit where certain things happen that's when your cue is, but you can't see, because especially with the set we had, because the stairs were right at the front of the stage. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't see them most of the time. So I had to rely mostly on script, which I don't know if you know this, but people forget their lines a lot. Sometimes <laughs> you have to go from one cue and then skip six cues ahead and then go back 14 cues, not skews. Oh, gosh. Now I'm thinking about work because people just jump back and forth. So you have to know the script like the back of your hand, but you also have to know the people and what they're saying because they're going to miss lines. So you have to know what they're trying to say or what the next person says and be like, oh, I have to skip this and go. It's so much more intense, Yeah, but it is so worth it. It's so rewarding. Yeah. I agree. We did it. Anastasia in the round. That's the I one remember. that was on the platform. Yeah. Um, And then, oh, I, if I like for my wedding, I would love to get married in the round. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I've seen pictures of it on Pinterest. Yeah. It is so cool. If you don't do that, all, I don't want to go. I feel like it's a good vantage point for everybody. It like, it's so hard to see at a wedding. And if you're in the round, I've seen people do, like, a spiral, too. So that way, like, the couple will walk through the whole spiral and everybody is, like, oh, sitting facing. Cool. Those are cool. Um, but I think the round is definitely Okay, well, sort if of you thing. don't have your wedding in the round, I won't go to your wedding that's rude you're the maid of honor i know so now you have to do it also this is just me getting my way uh, <laughs> spoiler alert i'm not getting married anytime soon there's no prospects so no, it's not happening there's no prospects join the rest of the world okay um more point about good for you because we just started talking so about random topic. stuff um she sings the song very angry in the movie like it doesn't, to me, at all sound like the original version. Like, the, clearly the music doesn't because it's an orchestra. But, like, she just seems pissed. I mean, it's a different kind of angry because the song is angry. Well, yeah, it is. But she's, but like. But it's definitely more of, like, a simmering, like, about to, like, lose my mind. Good for you, the music video and the song is, I have lost my mind and I am angry. Right. This performance was I cannot take this anymore. I'm about mm-hmm. to lose my mind. Like you're on the verge of tears. You're that angry. And right. the, I mean, I didn't think that we'd get a whole orchestral performance of it. And then we're sitting here and the violins popped up and I don't know about you, but there's nothing that gets me going like a good violin moment. And I was just like, <gasps> and then the everything. Oh my gosh. Well, and I beautiful. especially appreciate the orchestra because I love it when, like, because that song does not match an orchestra. Like, you would no, never think. I never I love guessed. it when people do that. It makes me think of um, The Making of Astoria and Astoria the Album by Mariana's Trench. I thought about that the whole time we watched this movie, too. Yes, me too. Because The Making of Astoria video makes me want to do anything with my life. Um, yep. But Josh Ramsey, who's the lead singer of uh, Mariana's Trench. Trench, he 
was talking about how he has like different family members that like play a note on a guitar or hit the drum oh or, for like, the right like finale and it. then they have the whole orchestra in there and he wanted to just put all of these things into the album and it felt like she did that with this movie and i really like it i like when they experiment especially because she is in the pop genre right and i feel like there's not a lot of experimentation there to me you know? I will say nothing because then I'll be mean. I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> no, but um, you did his hand movement. I did not notice. When he talks <laughs> about like he's talking about that yeah. whole orchestra and how he wanted like he wrote a whole film scene or mm-hmm. a whole um, film score. Film score. He does that hand motion. You did the exact same mean, thing. That was no, so funny. Because I haven't watched that video forever. Forever. Because I know if I do, I will not be stopped from working on things. And I just yeah. don't have the time right now. Um, my notes about this. uh about this song in general um first of all i'm bitter (laughs) the googs did me dirty the googs gaslit me okay that's where we're at at this point because okay laney calls google the googs and i have adopted it because it's just the funniest thing to me (laughs) the googs smart child kills me um so i originally thought that the line was you're so unaffected i really don't get it I, that's what I thought it was. That's how I had been singing it. Mm-hmm. But then, and I remember, okay, back to the, I'm horrible at real, at like getting the lyrics right. And so I wanted to make sure I was getting them right. And I was, or, and I, cause I thought I had figured it out and I was like, oh man, I'm so good. I figured this out. I didn't have to use Google. <laughs> I Googled it anyway, just to make sure. And apparently I was wrong. Google at the time, it said just over the fact that you really don't get yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, it makes sense. It just sounds, especially in the last, the last time she says it in the song, it just sounds like she's it doesn't saying sound like she you're so out. unaffected. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why, like, why, like, why am I wrong? Why am I always wrong? And then we're watching the movie and she says, you're so unaffected. And I went, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I was just Google gaslit me. <laughs> Google gaslit That's everybody. where I'm at. I'm so angry. I was. Huh. And then I was trying to sing it today and I kept singing it wrong because I retrained my brain to sing it that way. Oh, I never retrained. I was like, nah, I'm just singing it the comfortable way. It, well, I you should can't have. fit that whole mouthful in there. Like, you can, but it's like, you're like, you gotta, like, gotta get it out, gotta get it out. <laughs> of all the hills to die on, that was not one of them for me. I don't get it, but it wasn't. And so I just, mm, yeah, I was really, I was real peeved. I'm not, <laughs> not, nope, 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 nope. On uh, an alternate note, I love scream singing to that in the car. It is fun to scream sing. I feel so bad because I know you just have to sit there and listen to me sing all of these songs, <laughs> specifically the like 10 times we listened to driver's license today. And I just know <laughs> that I'm trying to, first of all, I can't sing, but then I'm trying to hit the notes I that I definitely can't hit. I do the same. It's rough, and I'm really sorry that you have to listen to it. You're fine. This is why we play the music loud so that it can soften. See, okay, so you are turning it up not to hear me. No, I'm not. I'm not. Every time you turn it up, I get louder. It's a problem. I know. (laughs) You're like, oh, I can sing as loud as I want now. It's like, that's not how that works. Do you have anything else on that one? No. So the next song, the doozy, enough for you. I love the song. Okay. this part was so hard to watch just her like utterly not believe in herself Mm -hmm. and just think that she was getting it all wrong because everything sounded the same which i don't think obviously i don't think any of the songs they have a similar theme but i don't think but like your your album kind of should 
Right. I mean, yes. Yes. Also, that is one thing that this album feels so much like a concept album Mm -hmm. because of like the kind of theory of the seven stages of grief and stuff. And I am a fan of the concept album. I don't even think it just, uh, me too. I don't think it just feels like a concept album because of what someone pointed out about the seven stages of grief, but also because you can tell that it's all about the same breakup. Right. Like it's not, I had six different breakups and these are the songs that came from them. It's like, these are all the feelings I had during this right. breakup and like, or it's like follow it. Kinda. And it's like all the same aesthetic. It really is. That's what I like. So Taylor doesn't really, Taylor Swift doesn't write concept albums really. No. I mean, but she does because they're so like ingrained in a specific aesthetic for her. Aesthetic and it all stems from like a thought she has. Right. So like then the whole thing becomes a concept album and that's what I really like. Um, Concept albums, guys. Everybody, everybody should do Um, them. Let's just plug in Astoria one more time of Marianne's Trench. Astoria. um, I still believe self-titled. If you like the Goonies, Astoria is the album Or Peter Pan. Or Peter Pan. Astoria. If you like an 80s coming of age story, listen to Astoria. Just do it. Just do yourself a favor. Um, I still stand by the uh, self-titled by Blink is a concept album. I, I specifically accept. because of the Stockholm Syndrome interlude. interlude. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be that whole thing. It's- oh, can we talk about how interludes are underrated? Right. Why don't people Remember do those more often? when Five Sauce started doing interludes on Sounds Good Feels Good? Ugh. Oh my God. Those are some of the best Those moments. interludes are so See, good. See, when I hear Closure on evermore to me that sounds like an interlude song oh i agree i will say um in a similar oh also um green day album what's it called it's boulevard of broken dreams i don't think that's the album title not the album that song is on that album though Mm -hmm. obviously i don't listen to that album a whole lot but i know for a fact that it's a concept album go listen to it um <laughs> we almost missed it, but the um, Broken Bride concept album oh, by Ludo. Yes. Guys, there's this band from Missouri, which is where we're from, um, Mid-Missouri, and their name is Ludo after the big hairy guy in, guy in Labyrinth. the Labyrinth with David Bowie and um, Sarah Connolly. Sarah Connolly? She's in the new Top Gun movie. She's in. He's just not Jennifer that into Connelly. you. Jennifer Connelly. Right? Her name is Sarah in the movie. Oh, that's what it is. Jennifer Connelly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving wow. on. Um, And the they have this rock opera. It's not so much a concept album as it is a rock opera. It's like five songs. Listen to it. Do yourself a favor. Starts with Broken Bride. Ends with Morning in May. We have tickets to go see it in October. So you'll definitely be getting an episode about that. And I'm so excited um this was pointless not pointless it was not pointless um moving on so but to see her just like not have faith in herself right this song i nope i liked this one because we got to see her process more with dan and yeah. how like i she finished singing the song and then he just looked at her and was like you don't like it and she like kind of fell apart about it and that's got to be really hard. First of all, just the pressure of I all would of hate that. It. And especially if you think it all sounds the same, um, which I know that I had read something where she stated that she almost put more upbeat songs on it because she thought she was scared to release basically an entire album of sad breakup songs. 
but I'm I'm glad like and she said she was glad that she stayed authentic to how she was feeling. She's like, no, this is what I'm feeling. It would be inauthentic to release other songs like that. But I I like to see that Dan was nurturing, but also not like coddling. Yeah, to her. Um, so let's just set the scene for this part. She is in the woods by herself, <sighs> and there is a sequin piano. Looks like a freaking disco ball, and I love it. And it's just it feels like a very raw version of the song um oh she talks about in the song so okay that she's self-conscious and she doesn't like measure up and or did you get your songs confused no because this is the one where she talks about um like how she's not as interesting and like she read all the self-help books and stuff like that and it like she knows how he takes his coffee and it made me think of um so in high school I didn't date this guy, but I did go to prom with this person. And we did go on a date slash a couple dates after prom. And I remember really liking him, which went away very fast. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and he told me what his favorite book was. And I went out to a used bookstore. Oh, I know the book. And yeah. And I, I think about it every time bought, I see that book. I bought that book. And I was like, I'm going to read this because it's his favorite book. So I, I totally get where she's coming from. Um, Spoiler, I never read that book. Second spoiler, I am 100% sure he picked that he, to say that what that, that that was his favorite book, that he had never read it. It's in here, isn't it? We have it. Yes. Um, but yeah, he never read that book. Let's be honest. No, he never read that book. Okay. He just did sound smart. Don't let boys trick you, y'all. Boys are rude. <laughs> and they make you buy books that you don't want. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, I, I get where I got where she was coming from with that song. Um, it was just really hard to watch her kind of break down, mostly because this is probably the song I relate to the most because I feel like, I mean, obviously she's speaking in terms of a relationship, but the whole song is just about not being enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm blasting myself. And <laughs> you do it every day. That's true. And so to sit there and watch her talk about how she doesn't like it or she didn't like it and she mm-hmm. thought it was the same as everything else. And I was like, but this would mean so much to me. Oh no. Uh, I do think there is a lot to be said about like trying to quickly throw together an album. And I mean, I get stressed. Like when we were writing SFM, I, I still feel like just scene after scene, everything's the same. Everything's we're same. doing the same yeah. thing over and over again. And I know that like, if we took ourselves out of it, it probably wouldn't be that way, but it's, the creative process is just too rough for me sometimes it's clearly all the time which is why i don't do it you have to it's like when we edit the podcast even like you have to you have to sit there with it and like listen to the same thing or talk about the same thing over and over and over again where it just feels like there's nothing new about it and you're just so bored i couldn't tell you anything outside of like our weird tangents that we talked about in any of the last episodes because I listened to them so many times that I just, Zoned I don't out. know. And I'm like, did we have a point in any of the talking? Right. What what were we talking and, about? Like, I know we did, but it is one of those things where like when you're in the creative process, it is almost impossible to take that step back and be like, wait, when you're just a reader, a viewer, a listener, like you're not seeing or hearing this over and over and over again and doing this, like it's just the finished product to them. What? For me, editing is the final stage of the, of the writing process what jonas said i know <laughs> anyway I know. so 
yeah that's all i can say about that song it's just, yeah, that's pretty much all just i have I, I i want that piano it's clearly like a sleeve on the piano but i want it is it or is it just the piano no it was like on fabric uh, i don't believe you okay. traitor i like the way she describes this so because the line is you didn't cheat but you're still a traitor um and she describes it as like the feeling of betrayal because a he moved on so fast and b it was with someone she was nervous about the whole time and had brought up and he invalidated her and was like you're being ridiculous no that's according not according to the all. song that's what happened yeah, according to the song and according to what she was saying so she talks about how it's a complete betrayal and i think it's just such a and it's, it's such an impactful line because i mean i've never been cheated on um but there is something to say that like that's not just the worst thing that can happen to you like clearly it's an awful thing and like it's so hard to get past that but any sort of betrayal like that is very hard to get past and that you can still be betrayed after you're no longer together that that's like still part of your breakup no i get what you're saying sort of obviously only a little bit I did like that with this one. So she built the music on this one. She had the loop pedal, which took me right back to Tennessee when we went to the Ed Sheeran concert. Mm. Guys, I don't know if you've ever been to an Ed Sheeran concert, but it is one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, um, just watching. I mean, I just like watching the people songs build take things a and lot. put things together. They, the songs take a lot longer, and the set was shorter because of that, but I did not care because i liked the music and watching him build the song it's, it's just it's interesting and it's really fun to like see the process that he went yeah. through and like i like when you can see the music i'm not a much of an electronic music kind of person um but anyway i i like that and i also love that she was like knocking on the guitar oh i loved that um i it means i don't remember what video it is but it was a video i used to watch where the person would tap on the guitar as part of like what they were as the music yeah, i don't know i think it's a very pretty sound i agree and i like that it's utilized that guitar was gorgeous it was uh, she had like two guitars yeah I realized. and she had the keyboard and she had something else i don't remember i don't remember what it was and then mo- she was just sitting there singing after she like played the music i think i love that yeah that whole scene and again i liked that it was just like she stopped to get gas and was like you know what i need to do this right here right now i i, I like the idea of just like doing what you feel like doing Mm -hmm. because that's all you have to do yeah whereas i have to do things because i have to do them or i can't survive Mm -hmm. anyway um so this was my original favorite when we were when we first listened to the Mm -hmm. album i remember hearing the song and thinking it doesn't get sadder than this what the heck (laughs) and then it got sadder (laughs) and then the album kept getting sadder and i was like what the heck but i will say or did it get more sour shut up (laughs) i hated that i just did that will say that while i felt like the album kept getting more sad Mm -hmm. i still think this will probably always be the saddest song to me on the album because it's just for specific lyrics like i kept quiet so i could keep Mm -hmm. you like are you like the fat just the knowledge that you sat there and you went i know that this is not okay and that something bad is happening but i don't want to lose you so i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna let it happen like that's so sad it really is that's so sad and then the ending line the god i wish that you had thought this through before Before i went and fell in love with you like 
I love that line so much. However, I will say that it's very, very frustrating that she says, God, I wish that you had thought this through before I went and fell in love with, with you. you. I, yeah. I'm not I don't know why that, that happens. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just something that happens to people when they, because that's just the English language. Oh, like um, me listening to don't you by taylor swift don't you and yeah um, no lady it's don't you until the very end i know um i don't know why but i always like the line that ain't it funny i don't know if it's the way she sings it or if it makes me think of mad world with the i found it kind of funny i thought that today it was the first time that i had like listened to like actually listened to the song without mm-hmm. just wanting to sing along with it because i think i'm talented out the ass apparently <laughs> um marvin's on a great car concert y'all um oh really quickly back to enough for you that is the song like besides obviously good for you or anything that is the song that i scream to the most Mm -hmm. like that i don't do it when you're in the car with me but i usually get super emotional Mm -hmm. and i get very 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 loud and angsty anyway um why did i say that i don't know we were talking about this song about traitor the and i said ain't it funny and i said Mad oh World. yes okay so we were listening it to to it today and it was one of the first times that i've listened to it and just like only listened to it and i mm-hmm. like tried to sing with it or anything and i heard that line and i was just like oh the song just like completely changed for me just from listening to that one line be a little different from how i was mm-hmm. listening to it today i loved it i really i think the reason i like the ain't it funny line is because it's the juxtaposition like it is not funny at all it <laughs> it's could, absolutely not funny. it could not be farther from funny and like in retrospect it's like when you like everything has just fallen to such shit that you start laughing because it's laughable yeah. it's kind of the it like, like exasperated like i'm done with this mm-hmm. like isn't this kind of funny like oh here right, we go again like, oh, shit. i also like i know i talked about how like i like we saw the different instruments that went into the music and stuff like that but I also really like that we saw how instrumentally, instrumentally, musically, what? Talented she is and like how versatile she is with instruments. I mean, I know she's mostly played keyboard and guitar, but like, I can't even play the cymbals or the triangle. Or I can play tambourine. <laughs> one song on the piano and I haven't played it in so long. I probably can play it anymore. Um, I can and play I the can beginning of Boston by Augustana. Sort of play one song on the drums, and that is it. I can play one fill on the drums, and I play it hella well. I know you do, but that's about it. Um, also, this was a random note that had nothing to do with any of the songs, but a part of me, it was right when they were talking about how they wanted to write brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it kind of goes with the song, but they just like it hit me that they just like hold up in this room for like a year on end. Yeah. Like they just sat in this room for a year and did nothing but work on this for a year. And I think that's really what I need. But also I think I would absolutely hate that. I would go crazy. Well, clearly they did go a little crazy. I need that, but, um, but maybe you need to go a little, we crazy. have to pay bills. So we uh, have to go to work. I don't want to pay bills. So brutal is the next song. It's very, the way they filmed it and like her in the, field is very children of the corn vibes and it oh my gosh it gave me weird. the skeeves <laughs> i dead uncomfy. said this is how people get eaten by pennywise oh my gosh this is true um what does she say at the beginning of the song i think i'm not actually sure but what it sounds like to me is i want it to be kind of messy or i want it to be like messy 
Oh, interesting. And I like that. I always thought it was, no one's even going to miss me. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's because I'm sad. Yeah, I think she says, I want it to be like messy. Hold on. We'll Google it. Brutal lyrics. Because, Olivia I mean, that's Rodrigo. how it kind of does sound. And I can imagine. I want that it to be like messy. Yeah. Because I can imagine, like, first of all, the song does sound kind of messy. It, to me, it's a very yeah. garage band yes song um and like when he does the guitar it is a very messy sound and they wrote it in one day i can imagine them taking like what she said in the middle of that and yeah putting it in. i also will say that this is i'm glad this is the opener for the album mm-hmm. um i don't think you could have opened it any other way because no. i feel like this this song encompasses like basically everything you're gonna feel throughout the rest of the album yeah. which is really nice also nothing gets me going like waking up in the morning, popping this baby on, and just going for it. Other than listening to It Should Have Been Me. It Could Have Been oh, Me? By the Struts. Should Have Been Me. And then when I got to work today. Could Have Been Me. It was Country know. Music Thursday, but the pharmacist who Thursday. opened was like, I need some chill vibes for the morning. So we listened to like really soft, slow country music when we were there for the first like hour and people kept trying to change it. And I was like, no, don't do it. And everybody's like, it's sleepy. And I was like, I'm I sleepy. Like sleepy. <laughs> That's I my listened to Brutal already and now I need sleepy. No, I agree. You couldn't find a better opener. I'm glad that she pushed for it to be the opener. Same. Um, I just, you're right. It does like kind of encompass it all, but like. It just has that quality of like setting the tone, not even just for like the things, like the type of things you're going to hear, but like how the album's going to feel, which is funny because it's one of the two upbeat songs. Right. And three. Yeah. I always, four technically good for you. And to me, Deja Vu is upbeat. Okay. Eh. I mean, mid tempo, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Anything that's like loud (laughs) is upbeat to me. But no, like it, it's I don't know. I I agreed you couldn't find a better opener. I do really like that song. Um again, I think it's while she does talk about some niche age things kind of going on, I feel like it's very relatable. Maybe it's because of the person I was when I was 16 and 17, but I will always relate to the line where's my fucking teenage dream. Always. Yeah. I didn't get it, so where is it? Thank you. Um, I do. It is. So it is like a garage band, but it also, it sounds like rock band to me yeah. and the, where they're performing it. They're in like what a van or something like they're in something like a bus. That's the plane one. Oh, is it the plane one? Okay. Well, it's very, it's like a junkyard. yeah, it's very, um, there's somewhere on here where it made me think of, uh, Troy and Chad in high school musical in the junkyard. Probably this one. Cause Probably it's a junkyard. this one, but um, not to bring up high school musical again. But anyway, it's very rock band to me. And the way she I performs agree. is very rock band. Also, she sounds so different to uh, yeah. me live, which I know most artists do because there's so much editing that goes in. But Right. Well, and this, again, was one of those moments where I felt like it could have been in, like, again, 10 Things I Hate About You mm-hmm. um, or something like that. It was very much so a punky girl vibe rather yeah. than like what we're typically used to hearing from the punk genre um also i don't know who that lead guitarist was but incredible mm-hmm. incredible i was obsessed um 
I <laughs> I said, who is this lead guitarist? And then I said, damn it, let's get the band back together. Because I just got really amped up and was like, yes, let's go for it. I can write a song. I can't write a song. We're shit. Let's be real here. We don't know how to play I instruments. Tried. That too was really the problem. That, that no one had any interest in it other than me. But um, and I said, this music is sending me. Also, one thing. Sending me. I always want to sing it this way. She says, um, this, the kind of thanks I get in every part of me, every time I listen to the song always wants to say this, the fucking thanks I get. And uh, she doesn't. And I think it's cause she says that word at a different time in the song. And so yeah. I think that probably would have been overkill, but in my head, that's just what it should have been. Okay. I don't sing it that way because sometimes trying to trips me up and I get confused. It's like trying to sing the original lyrics to two drops on my guitar. I get really discombobulated. Okay. Are you ready to move on? I am. So we end with, which I think it's the one thing that like lines up. We end with the ending song on the album, which is, I hope you're okay. Um, which is clearly not in reference to any sort of relationship or anything. I remember, Guys, I'm not a crier, although I feel like I've talked about crying a lot on this podcast. Um, I did tear up the first time I listened to this, and I still tear up pretty much every time I listen to this song. It's so emotional, especially the line, um, I hope you know how proud I am you were created. It just gets me every time. I'm going to cry thinking I just want to like, cry for all of humankind. But uh, I don't know why, but I wrote Mara is Dan oh okay no <laughs> i did that too because they were talking about this song and he kept going i have some thoughts i have some thoughts mm-hmm. he said it like five oh, times yes you do that a lot <laughs> and i just kept going that's me that's me every time he said it i went oh i say that that's me because i do i just go i have some thoughts <laughs> or can we just talk about that for a minute which yeah. is the equivalent of i have some thoughts one thing you pointed out to me with the song so there's like people talking in the background at the beginning and it's I at the end or at the end, whatever, <laughs> somewhere in the song <laughs> at the end. And I, I've always noticed it, but I never really paid attention to it. And you said, I wonder if it's them talking like in the studio because there, there's like, it almost sounds like it after and I'm sure watching the movie. I'm sure it is. And I never realized that, but I think that'd be a very special thing to put in there. I think it's cute. Uh, no, this song that like you're right. That line specifically is the hardest line for me as because, <laughs> you know, my issues, um, with just things in general. And so that line kills me. Um, I cry every time I listen to the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rough. <laughs> also, I just like to sit there and think, I know she doesn't know me, but Olivia Rodrigo is proud that I was created. And that's all that I need to get me going through the day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly just true. Um, this is probably the song that I will get a tattoo for this album from. Mm. Uh probably some kind of butterfly i know i'm gonna get butterflies for lover but might either incorporate this album into it or get a separate sort of butterfly tattoo for it you talk about tattoos a lot i do talk about tattoos a lot because i want them all but and you, i have no money you haven't gotten a tattoo because forever. i don't have any money okay because <laughs> i have a cat who likes to eat a lot Okay, we and buy I like to eat a lot. Once a month, I way less than once a month. <laughs> it's not even once. Henrik is the cheapest person in this household. <laughs> I love him so much. I know he's the love oh of my, my god, life. I miss him. Oh, he's right outside cuddle. the door. I know I won't put my head on his soft belly. I love him. And anyway, he'll bite you. 
Yeah, we'll probably will. That's fine. We'll cuddle tonight. Um, but I like that this song ends the album because in the same way that Brutal really starts the album, mm-hmm. I do feel like this is a nice way to be like, it's all going to be okay. Like you just went through all of this with me, mm-hmm. but it's going to be okay. BBs, which is really nice. I like that it ends like the whole album is pretty, not in a bad way, but self-centered on what's going on in your life. And it's like, almost like she took a step back and was like, okay, I hope you're okay. Now, now I've had time to process what I've been going through, but it's not just about me time to like really open yeah. my eyes up to everyone else. Um, I really like the scene in the movie because they're like on the beach and she's wearing that dress and it's like at dusk. Oh my and gosh. They bring the whole back, thing. They bring back the strings. There's a lot more musicians for this one and it's so pretty and it gives me last splash vibes from Aquamarine. Yeah. Not in the way that it looks, but in the way that it sounds and feels, if that makes sense. And I love that at the end, they all like flock into the ocean. It's very ethereal. Um, It is. It's very much so we're a group of friends about to like separate Mm -hmm. and we're having this one last kind of like night on the beach and the sun's going down. It gives me those kind of vibes. And Mm -hmm. also I just love her dress. And also the whole that that dress in general plays into a very whimsicothic vibe, which I like a lot yeah um very 90s very sabrina the teenage mm-hmm. witch which i'm obsessed with um i was gonna say something but i don't remember what she's talking you were talking about the vibes i don't remember okay i think my note was that this is the only song from the album that's on my the enormity of my desire playlist mm. and i felt the need to point that out for some reason okay Maybe I'll just post that playlist. <laughs> Probably not. That's that's my feelings playlist. Right. Very few people know that playlist. Um. So now that we've been through the whole album, my kind of closing thoughts on it. First of all, I love this album. Uh, yeah. And it's it's one of those things that I don't just like. I mean, I can if my music's on shuffle. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the word. Listen to like one song. But I tend to listen to this album as an album and in the order that it was put on there. Um, another thing, and like I, she's clearly a great lyricist, mm-hmm. but the music itself is so pretty. I would also just listen to this as like an instrumental. Oh, album. honestly, same. Um, but also at the end of the movie, there's like a song that she's like singing, and it's a very like train of thought moment. I'm telling you, it's thing. happier original. <laughs> I wonder if it, it's gotta be, but I the, the music I sounds want like it. it. I want it. I do too. Um. My kind of closing thoughts for the album. I thought I had some and now I don't. We didn't talk about the seven stages of grief a whole lot. Mostly because I personally don't relate it so much to that. It went out. I remember thinking when we listened to the album, that's it, that was my exact thought process was, oh, this makes me think of the seven stages of grief. And then I found someone on TikTok who kind of like lined it out that way. And I agree with it. Um, but that was a long time ago. I don't even remember the TikTok and I don't have the, <laughs> as someone who's currently going through the grieving process <laughs> still <laughs> six years later. Okay. it Our dad died. It's a big process. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure I've even started it yet. I just don't have. And if the I have, I'm in denial. <laughs> That's I mean, true. Not in like I know he's dead. Like, but like I'm in denial crazy. of the fact that I have to deal with it. Yeah, like it's just over and done with. Is right? mostly what it is. Although I will say, grief is not linear. No, it is no. a 
tornado of chaos and i usually end up butting up against well, anger and a the lot. thing is like they're the seven stages because you're gonna hit all the stages but again grief is not linear but you also don't just you hit the stage and then you're done no it's not never. just the order it's in like you go back and forth because no matter what that's still something that you that sits with you all the time every day it's like my it's life has to be shaped around that gr- everyone's like you grieve to get over it and you don't get over it. You just learn to live with it. That's what the grieving process is about, is yep. learning to be like, okay, this is a part of me now, and I will carry it every day, and it's just here to stay. Not, oh, okay, I'm done. I'm over it. It's nothing, like, nothing ever happened. No, yeah, like, it shapes a lot of who I am Yeah, as a person. Same. So, yeah, I don't think I have any closing thoughts on the album, which is weird, because I thought I did, but I did. Oh, my one closing thought. I remember when this album came out, I was talking to one of our old coworkers. Um, we were convinced, and maybe it was because um, Evermore had just come out, mm-hmm. and everyone was still convinced there was going to be a third. <laughs> Hashtag Woodvale supporter, one hundred percent. Obviously, that's a joke. Anyway, <laughs> um, but we around the time this album came out. Olivia was also posting a bunch of like, it, obviously the album's called Sour, oh, where but you, she kept mm-hmm. posting a bunch of like kind of the opposite of Sour pictures, mm-hmm. lots of sweets and stuff like that. And we were convinced for a time. And I think it was just, we were the only two in the world that were convinced for a time that we were going to be getting a second album. There was the flip side of it called Sweet. That never I'm happened. I'm glad that didn't happen. I am too. I think this album needed to be by itself. Especially since it's her debut. I don't think right. she needed to go with something sticky now it's not a shtick but needed to go with something that was out of the norm like that right but i we did think that was gonna happen for a time i mean it's interesting and i could see like how you would get that that was my closing thought <laughs> okay now that we've done closing thoughts should let's we rank, the rank them so mar and i ranked these separately because clearly our rankings from, are not from oh, each other yeah. yeah and then like order of most favorite to least favorite yes is what i did which i'm st- I'm already scared that it's changed, but oh, I'm convinced that I'm wrong. Looking at it, it's not right now. As of today, having listened to the album like five times today, I even don't have a song on here. <laughs> Hold oh on, I'm missing a song. I, I had to pull it up on Spotify to make sure I got them all. <laughs> and Mara was like, "There are 13 songs. I think there are 11." I was like, "13 seems like a lot." <laughs> yeah, it looks like this. Song not for could... an album, but for this album, this song can go here. I don't, because I I know my top, like, favorite three or four, Mm -hmm. and then everything after that just kind of was like, I like those songs. I bet our top three are the same. Ooh, I doubt it. I don't think they're in the same order, but I think they're the same. I know for a fact they're not. I know there is one song that is on yours that is not on my top three, and I know that it's the same. I know exactly what song is switched out. I think you're wrong about that. And I think we've got the other two. So I think you have to go first me so that we can figure out if i'm right like okay. if mine's actually different. so my top song is enough for you okay oh we're not doing it one by one no okay my second song and this is where i think we differ is happier okay my third song is hope you're okay okay fourth is traitor we all knew that was gonna happen apparently um Did we? <laughs> fifth is brutal <laughs> i just gave that away but five is also brutal for me. that's so funny because the minute you did that i went huh taylor's track five brutal is definitely not what i would have put anyway that's pointless anyway um sixth is favorite crime 
um, which just disclaimer, I'm pretty sure that's what switched out with for happier in your top three. Um, seven is driver's license. Eight is the song I forgot. One step forward, three steps back. I like we were talking about it earlier and like the ranking of it. And I went, wait a minute. I don't know where that's on all my thing. Cause it wasn't there. <laughs> um, nine is good for you. 10 is deja vu. <laughs> I rhymed. And 11 is jealousy, jealousy. Okay. So we do have some that are so- the same. I just want to say that all of the like minus brutal, which I think I put up there because I didn't want to put all of the heavier songs. Like I didn't want to put all the upbeat songs at the bottom. <laughs> so I shoved brutal, brutal up in the up middle. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, um, I did not do that. I wasn't worried about that. Uh, some of ours are the same and you were right about the top three. They were yeah. my, my number one, just because I think that it has one of my favorite lyrics. Because of what she said in the movie and her voice during it is favorite crime. I, I knew that was your favorite song anyway. Uh, I didn't. What well, you I mean, didn't. I don't know. It's well, the same way I Cowboy was... Like Me is your favorite song off Evermore. Okay, it's Cowboy, the same vibe. Cowboy Like Me is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Um, But anyway, I was struggling between favorite crime and number two, which is hope you're okay. That's my, I was like, oh, but I want to like, ugh, I don't know. Anyway. But I made it number two. Was number three. Number three is enough for you. Oh, look at who called it. Shut look up. at who knows you. That made me feel very transparent and awful. No, that's not what I meant. I just okay. meant because we're super close and I knew your favorite song before you knew your favorite song. So I don't have an original no. thought. <laughs> anyway, I'm Did sorry. I tell you that was no. your favorite song? But anyway, number three was enough for you. Number four is driver's license. Okay. Number five is brutal. Number six is happier. Seven, deja vu. Eight, one step forward, two steps back. Nice. Nine is traitor. Ten is good for you. And 11 is jealousy, jealousy. Traitor doesn't rank high enough up for me on your list. And I don't like that. You need to listen to the song again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's ranked in the. Oh, no, it's it's four. It's number four for me. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) Four is my favorite number. That's kind of funny. Anyway. um, I. No, because every time we listen to that, every time someone mentions Olivia Rodrigo, okay, anytime I know that you're playing Olivia Rodrigo, I know Favorite Crime is going to play. I know for a fact it's, it's going to play. So pretty. And also, every time I listen to the song, I think of you because I know you, I, I can specifically pick out moments of listening to it with you where you say you love it so much. Like, that's the song you talk about the most when it comes up. I never realized that. So, um, thank you for overanalyzing me and now i want to curl into a ball well that's not what i want from this this was supposed to be a fun friendship no, it tester. was it is a fun friendship t- and i do like i that. called our top three and you i did. even called which ones were switched you did and i'm i'm impressed thank you um is that a compliment oh <laughs> you said impressed that's a compliment okay good yeah I said, is that a compliment? I said, thank you. Oh, no, I know. I was going back to our conversation earlier, but now this is botched. I'm so confused. Anyway, um, so thanks for listening. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Actually, I was nervous. I remember we watched the movie because we were like, will we have enough to talk about with the album? I don't think we would have. I think we talked too much. <laughs> the Yeah, we did talk a lot. But um, I would recommend not only the album, but the movie. I really want to watch the movie again, which is pretty rare for something like this. Um, But it was actually very interesting. I would like to know what your guys' ranking is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to know 
where traitor falls on your ranking because apparently because <laughs> laney's wrong i dropped the ball <laughs> she did she really did but, but i mean it's not even in my top three so like i guess right. i can't say much okay bye, okay, bye!